Today we are uh, following through, and it's carrying through in kind of a neat way, the idea of holiness, but we're looking at a different take on holy, and instead of H-O-L-Y, as in being set apart from what is uh, ordinary to serve God's purpose, we're looking at the idea of being holy, H-O-L-E-Y, having a life that's filled with holes, because really when you think about holiness is that one aspect of it is really that holiness is that God is working on you to make you complete, to make you whole, to make you, as the scripture was read a moment ago, sound. So, help God in that work by not making more holes in your life. Help God be a partner with Him in His work in your life. Don't work against Him. Don't undo what God is doing. If God does something, don't undo it. If He makes you holy, don't make yourself unholy. Don't make your life filled with holes. So today we're going to look at ten ways to put holes in your life. Ten ways to put holes in your life. And I hope you'll look at these ten things and say, I don't want to do this. Because this is something that would put a hole in my life that would make me empty. Whereas God is trying to fill me up. And by the way, at the end, we're going to be reminded of this. Remember um, Psalm 23, one of the things that is in there is is the the psalmist writes and says, talks about his cup being filled to overflowing. My cup runneth over. That's what God wants to do. He wants to fill our cup up to overflowing. And if we're putting holes in our lives... We're never going to be able to get filled up with God because what he's putting in is just going to flow right out of us. So ten ways to put holes in your life. If you don't want to have the full life that God offers, Jesus having come to, he said, the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full or have it more abundantly. If you don't want your life overflowing, filled up with good things, then here are ten ways to put Holes in your life. Number one, love things more than God. 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 says, Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Do you want to go through life with having being void of the love of God? Your life is not filled with the love of God, but it's filled with love for things. I hope you don't. But if you want to put a hole in your life, a big gaping hole in your life, then love things more than God. And isn't this one of the difficulties uh, that we face daily? Is we, we struggle with this thing of loving God. Or loving the world. Which one is it going to be? Are we going to love the things in the world or are we going to put our minds on things above? Number two. Another way to put a hole in your life. Number two, don't receive God's word. Ignore the truth. So two verses from John 17 I want to point to here. John 17 verses 8 and 17. And they're very related with some other words in between here. But just, first of all, John 17, 8. And this is Jesus speaking. 
He says, as he's praying to his father, For the words which you gave me, I have given to them. And they received them, and truly understood that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. So here's Jesus, he's saying, saying, you, the words you gave me, I gave to them. He was speaking about his apostles. I gave it to them and they received it. They received the word. And speaking of the word, verse on down to verse 17, Jesus says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So Jesus, as he spoke to his apostles, as he was helping them to be set apart to serve his purpose, to serve God's purpose, how he did that was to, by giving them the word of God, which is truth. They received it. So if you don't want to be sanctified, according to this verse, if you don't want to, God wants to sanctify you. If you don't want to be sanctified, if you want a hole in your life instead of being sanctified, then don't receive God's word. Don't believe the truth. Don't care about it. Don't pick it up. I came up here today. This is the weirdest feeling. I didn't bring my Bible with me, which I got all the verses. I hope I uh, have them copied right. But here I am. I feel a little empty up here without my Bible. This is really feeling strange. A little bit of a panic set in when I first stood up here, and I'm like, I don't have my Bible. What happens? What happens? One of these verses is wrong. Where am I going to go? I got, I got one under here, right? I can pull it out. We'll be looking. Oh, it's a New American Standard Version. How about that? <laughs> I'm all set. But a little bit of panic. If we don't have God's Word, we've got nothing. We should be panicked. If we don't know God's Word, we're, we're going through life without a plan. We're not being sanctified by truth because we don't know the truth. Receive God's Word. Suck it in. Chew on it. Meditate upon it. Believe it. Study it. What other words can you put in here? Dive into it. Read it. Read it. Read it. Learn it. Talk about it. Discuss it. Here is God's word that he has given to us so that we can be sanctified by it. His word is truth. But if you're ignoring that thing, if you only pick it up on Sunday, if you're only, how many verses do I have here? I've got 10 10 points. I've probably got 15 verses maybe. Fifteen verses. It's not much. There's more to that in the good word. So you can't just wait for Sunday for a, a little sermon. It's more, you know, as much coming from a man. You better know the word to make sure I'm telling the truth. So if you want a hole in your life, just ignore God's word. Don't pick it up. Don't read it. Just wait for me to tell you on something on Sunday make you feel like you know something. And you don't. All right, here we go. Number three. Another way to put a hole in your life, wear a mask to church. All right, so this is an interesting one, isn't it? Wear wear a mask to church, all right? So I've seen other people make plays off of this and do do sermons on kind of the mask, you know. We're supposed to be wearing masks. For a while, everybody, you know, got to wear a mask, got to wear a mask, and now we're a little more relaxed on it, but now the... Virus is getting a little crazy on, her, on us, and we're like, now it's time to maybe pick up those masks and put them back on. So this idea, though, of wearing a mask to church, we're not talking about a virus. We're talking about normal, everyday life that we're out living during the week, and we're going through a tough time, and we're having a bad day. But then when we get to church, 
we're around our family, we're around God's people, and we, we come in and we're like this, and we're smiling. Somebody says, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. And the fact is, oh, I really don't feel good. I'm doing really bad. Things are really bad in my life. I'm really struggling with this or that. And we put on masks and we put on a show and sometimes it comes across as a, as a spiritual thing too. Like, oh, I'm doing great, you know, spiritually and stuff. And it's like I'm struggling. And, you know, that's wearing a mask. And I think this verse is fair in making this point that we need to be real and authentic with each other. We need to share this life with each other and our, share our struggles and being able to pray for each other and help each other. So... James chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. And then we're going to add 1 Peter 4, 8 too. James 5, 13. Is any among you suffering, then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful, he is to sing praises. Is any among you sick, then he must call for the elders of the church. And they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. So, by the way, so there's a connection between, at the first, it just starts like, an, sounds like an individual. You're hurting, pray. If you're happy, sing, you know. But then if you're having an issue, call somebody. Call somebody. Call for the elders. So now it's getting to be more church, church. Um, and then verse 16, it gets even more connected with the family, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can, avail, can accomplish much. Elijah was a man in a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. My brethren, if any among you strays from the truth and one turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. So, if you want a hole in your life, put on a show at church and act like everything's all right. And sometimes everything is all right. Sometimes it's not. But other times we need to pray for each other. But if you like the whole, if you're not really concerned about being whole and complete and you don't think you need the church to help you in that regard, then just wear a mask and act like everything's all right. 1 Peter 4.8 says, Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. Love each other deeply from the heart. This is what we're called to do. We're not called to wear a mask to church and pretend we're somebody we're not. We're to to love each other and trust each other and care for each other and help each other. So, way number three to put a hole in your life is wear a mask to church. Four. Fourth way to put a hole in your life is isolate yourself. Do it alone. Now, we're talking spiritually, um, very much related to number three. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 20. 
For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. For the body is not a member, is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body. It is not for the reason, it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body. And it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. Very clear. One body, many parts. And all are needed. And actually it goes on as Paul talks there. He ends up saying that it seems that the, uh, the most unseeming body parts are the most important. And they need to be elevated and honored. So every part's important. Every person is important in the body of Christ. And he has deemed it so. That's how God has designed it. So if you want to put a hole in your life, think you're not an important part of the body. Try and remove yourself from the, the body. Just isolate yourself and do it alone. Think that this is not important. We are not important. The we, if it's just I, 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 and you're forgetting the we then you are missing the point of the body of Christ, the church of Christ. Way number five, to put a hole in your life, to ruin what God is doing with you. If you want to mess up your life, you want to put a hole in your life, then let your heart be troubled and fearful. Let your heart be troubled and fearful. This is a difficult one. It's a challenging one. Because there are so many things going on in the world and that go on in our lives and happen from day to day. There's so many things that can trouble our heart. There's so many things that kind of can make us live in fear. And if you want a hole in your life, just decide you're going to keep on living like that. But John 14, verse number 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. So and that very idea of peace is, as we learned this year, this idea of wholeness. You know, shalom, when we say shalom to somebody, they're coming or going, we're saying, hey, I want your whole life. I'm wishing you blessings and wholeness in your life. Every bit of it, from financially to your health, on down to your spirit, in your family. And I want wholeness for you. I want everything to be well. 
Peace is what Jesus gives. He's given shalom, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. The world can't give peace like Jesus. It's impossible for the world to give peace, but Jesus gives it. So don't let your heart be troubled. God's given you peace. He's given you wholeness. Don't allow yourself to be, well, if you want a hole in your life, then allow it. Let your heart be troubled. Let your heart be fearful. Live a life of fear. Be be afraid of things. Be afraid to talk to people. And especially, make sure you're afraid to talk to them about Jesus. So, a way to have a hole in your life. Let your heart be troubled. Go ahead and just be fearful. Another way, number six. This one I've kind of already addressed. But I thought it's worth it here because I know there's more than ten things, literally. To, you can go through your Bible and find all kinds of things. If you want to put a hole in your life, there's, you can find more than ten. So this one is going to make sure we cover them all. So number six, if you want to put a hole in your life, a big gaping hole in your life, then just slack off in Bible study. We already addressed this with the idea of, of ignore the truth. Don't receive God's word. This one, just slack off in Bible study. You don't even have to outright reject it. Just just slack off. Just keep it a Sunday thing. Maybe throw in Wednesday. And that should be good enough. That'll leave a gaping hole in your life. That should do it. Acts 17.11 is one of the model verses that I... I think uh, really should just strike us, and we should always remember this verse. Acts seventeen eleven says, "Now these, um, speaking of the Bereans, now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word of God, or excuse me, the, the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so." They were examining everything. They were opening up the good book. They were searching it. Hey, this guy Paul is coming to teach us. I'm going to search it. I want to know the truth. Is what he's saying true? Is it true? Is it true? Search, search, search. Examine. Talk about it then. Discuss it. Challenge each other with the thoughts that are in Scripture. And uh, you can do this together. You can do it when you're alone. The, the, one of the greatest times that I ever had... that was so formative for me in my faith, I think, is when I got to college. And me and a buddy just said, hey, let's sit down and read together. And me and Horace, we would sit down and we would read. Usually probably for a half hour, hour, a lot of times we'd miss dinner. It's too late to go to dinner. We've been talking so long because the more we'd read, the more we'd saw how it all fit together. This verse, hey, we had a question back here and now we're reading this and now that makes sense. It was so fun. We, didn't, we weren't slacking in our Bible study. We were being devoted to it. It was a neat thing. So find somebody if you need to. You can study on your own, but you'll learn more when you're talking about it and discussing it. Study. But if you want a hole in your life, yeah, just slack. Don't worry about it. It's no big thing. That's a good hole there. All right, way number seven that I have included here. Ten ways to put holes in your life. Number seven. Pray once or twice a day. And nothing wrong with praying once or twice a day, as long as you're praying in between, right? 
But if you want a hole in your life, pray once or twice a day only. The rest of the time, don't worry about it. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. You know, and I, I think there is, there is a regard in which you could, you could say it's, you know, some people can kind of, if you're going through a hard time, maybe the temptation would be to give up praying and not pray. Or, or uh, maybe uh, the temptation is when during the good times we pray less and maybe we pray more in the, the hard times than we do in the easy times. I, you know, whatever case you want to make. But I'm just going to believe what the word says here is be, be praying continuously. Pray without ceasing. Pray nonstop. Be going to, to God in your thoughts all the time. But if you want a gaping hole in your life, then stop talking to your Father who loves you. Stop talking to Him. Don't worry about Him. Just, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe before you go to bed, that's a good time. And uh, say something to Him then. And also before at least one meal a day. You know, those twice a day, two, maybe three times a day, just go ahead and do that. If you just limit it to that, then... You're going to sure find an empty hole in your life, a big gaping hole. So ten ways to put holes in your life. Number seven, pray once or twice a day only. We can even go up to three, and you can still have a hole in your life, all right? You want to up that one a little bit. Pray three times a day only, and you'll have a, still have a good, good big hole there. All right, ten ways to put holes in your lives. Number eight, hate others. And put yourself first. Hate others and put yourself first. Matthew chapter 20 verse 16. The words of Jesus. He said, so the last shall be first. And the, and the first last. Yeah. You know, this is a good way. If you want to look at what Jesus said, that's, that's pretty satisfying to do that. It's pretty contrary to who we are to put the... Put, put ourselves last. Um, but if you want a big hole in your life, then go ahead and switch it around. Put yourself first. Hate others. But Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 through 28. And there's other verses, you know, the, the idea of hating others. Um, so often through Scripture, we're to love our neighbor. So quit loving them. Make sure you hate them. That's a good way to put a hole in your life. Matthew 20, verse 25 through 28, it says, But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So if you want to be like Jesus, then you're going to love others and put them first. Jesus gave his life as a ransom for many. We're to follow that example. But if you want a big gaping hole in your life, I think this is a good one for you to deny. This is a good way for, your, your, way for you to empty yourself in a bad way, put a hole in your life, be spiritually empty, and that is to hate others and put yourself first. Don't be like Jesus. Don't serve. Don't love others above all.
Ten ways to put holes in your life. Number nine, serve your purpose instead of God's. So this is going right to the very um, heart of what we've been talking about. We talked about that the idea of holiness was being set apart from what is common, what is ordinary, in order to serve God's purpose. But if you want a hole in your life, don't serve God's purpose. Serve your purpose instead of His. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. But you are a chosen race. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy." Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul, keeping your behavior excellent among the Gentiles so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. Our purpose Proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. And verse 12, live in such a way, excellent behavior, so that the the Gentiles, the heathens, may end up glorifying God in the day of visitation. Ten ways to put holes in your life. You know, and this one really kind of sums it up, I think. You're just... Interested in serving self instead of doing what God wants you to. If you do that, you serve your purpose instead of God's, you'll leave a gaping hole in your life. And number 10. Number 10. Believe you or others can be saved apart from Jesus. Now this is an interesting one because I think this one is is something that you can really put a hole in your life, and this is probably true for all of them, but I think more so for this one. You can put this big hole in your life, spiritually, and not even realize it. If you believe that others can be saved apart from Jesus, you're putting a big hole in your life. Maybe you've come to Jesus, and you're following Jesus, but you think, well, those others, they can be saved apart from Jesus... That's going to leave a big hole in your life because now you're not serving God's purpose to go out and share with them the truth of Jesus. You're not convinced that they are lost without Jesus. But you need to believe that Jesus is the only way. If you want to have a whole, complete life, have a good view of God and have the, the abundant life, then you need to have the proper view that Jesus is the only one who can save. But if you want that hole in life, go ahead and believe that you or others can be saved apart from Jesus Christ. Acts 14.12 says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. No one else has um, the atoning blood that can be offered other than 
the one that was given the Lamb of God, the very Son of God, that is Christ Jesus. That is the only way to be saved is in Christ alone. There's salvation and nowhere else. If you don't believe that, then you're going to leave a gaping hole in your spiritual life. Gaping hole. You've got to give your life to Jesus. You've got to believe in Him, have full faith in Him, and desire to live for Him who died for you. So way number 10 is believe that you or others can be saved apart from Jesus. That will leave a big gaping hole in your life if that's what you desire. So to kind of sum up and put a picture on this and... Uh, challenge you today you know there's a picture of a bucket here that in the in the bulletin or on the the wall um, a bucket being filled up but that bucket has holes in it and no matter how hard that person works with that um, trying to fill it up it's not going to stay full it's not going to overflow because of the holes that are in the bucket And I want you to know that God is at work in the lives of Christians to make them whole, to make them complete. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, he wants us complete. So don't undo what God is doing by putting holes in your life. God is working to fill you up, make you whole, make you complete. And he is the one that, yeah, we do all have holes in our bucket because we mess up. We continue to mess up. But God is the one that through his forgiveness and he care, he can plug those holes. Well, don't keep making more holes as he's filling them up because he wants to fill us up with his goodness. He wants to uh, give us over completely to the light instead of the darkness. A vessel full of holes cannot be filled to overflowing. Psalm 23, at the very end of verse number 5, it says, My cup runneth over. And everybody who reads that beautiful psalm about the shepherd taking care of us and bringing bringing us to a banquet, and then this idea of being anointed, he, he anoints my head with oil, My cup overflows. It's just everything is good and wonderful. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You've got to decide, do you want to be a bucket that's full of holes? Or do you want to be working together with God to make your life whole and complete? You can work against God and even though you know the right things to do, just keep filling your life full of buckets. Uh, bucket holes, nah, fill your bucket full of holes so that the bucket empties out. You can work against God or you can work with Him. And remember, there is salvation in no one else other than Jesus. None of us is perfect, but we are working with God and not against Him. So don't find ways to put holes in your life. Fill up those holes with the help of God. Let him fill you up. If there's anybody here today who has not given their life to God, I encourage you to do that before this day is over. Give your life to Jesus. Submit to him and be filled to overflowing. If there's anybody in the church you ever need 
need prayers, you get a hold of, of me or anybody else in the congregation, and we will pray with you and for you, just as uh, the church should be doing. And we will help each other be filled to overflowing and be together forever in heaven. If you need to respond in any way, you do it today. Now we're going to remember the one who gave his life for us.